0: Good morning and welcome to a Tuesday morning, January the 18th edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain, and our regularly uh, esteemed esteemed, uh, Tuesday morning guest, the magnificent Dr. J.B. Hickson. Now he told me to do that before we got <laughs> on the air, as kind of a lark and all that. But really, he is one of our uh, one of our magnificent team members, and we we do view him that way. So welcome aboard this morning again, J.B. We're we're delighted to have you with us. Hey, and I before we get started, uh, I wanted to tell you about a little something that happened the other day. Uh, I mean, I went out to my mailbox and. You know, I'm not a real popular guy, but uh, uh, so I hardly ever get any mail, but it was crammed full. And I thought, what the heck is this? And I pulled all that stuff out and, you know, I had like 12 pieces of mail and uh, 10 of the 12 uh, were credit card offers, you know, and I, I, I normally don't pay any attention to them, but I opened a couple of them and, boy, I'll tell you what they're making it more attractive than ever to buy, uh, to, to get into, you know, to, to use their cart. And most of what they offer are cash back and, and, uh, points off this and, reward. And there's a whole bunch of reward in it. And, and, you know, it, it occurs to me that, uh, the reward they enjoy from, uh, me, uh, borrowing money and, and using their credit, uh, The rewards they get last a lot longer than the rewards they give me. Uh, And I think most people will find that to be true. Uh, However, as a born again Christian, a believer in Jesus Christ, I've got some other rewards uh, that I can't see a lot of them right now. But boy, I'll tell you what, rewards are significant. It's what motivates a lot of a lot of people. And uh, as born-again Christians, it should be what motivates us. And I'll bet, dollars to donuts, you're going to tell us a little bit more about why they're important to us, born-again believers in Jesus Christ, JB. So let her rip, El Jefe.
1: Amen. Well, great to be with you. And before we start, uh, just a couple of comments on what you said. First of all, uh, when we were talking about magnificence uh, before the show started, I think you and I need to have a discussion about the meaning of sarcasm, um, but, uh, and then secondly, uh, I'm actually stunned that that many people would offer you credit. That's really, uh, that's really yeah, amazing. Me too, I, I
0: really, I, honestly, yeah, that's right.
1: No, it's it's great to be with you. You guys always are the highlight of my week and a great, uh, great joy uh, to my heart, and I love our uh, friendship and camaraderie. So,
0: Likewise, uh, sir.
1: So yeah, we are uh, excited about the topic today. I know that Pastor Dick on the Christian Underground News Network uh, talked about crowns, and uh, I wish I could have uh, heard that or been there for that, but uh, I'm sure it was great uh, teaching, as always, from him, yes, and indeed. as he pointed out, crowns are certainly one of, uh, of many rewards that are mentioned in Scripture. And so I thought I would kind of step back and expand the focus a bit and really talk about as much as we can in a, you know, 45-minute show or so, uh, the doctrine of eternal rewards. Amen. And uh, this is a woefully neglected doctrine, uh, but it's one that is pervasive in Scripture. And uh, in fact, I was, uh, I was just kind of doing some review of some of my notes, and it occurs to me that the doctrine of eternal rewards is mentioned by every human author in the New Testament. Uh, Jesus Everyone. mentions it. You know, for example, uh, well, let me just mention, Jesus mentions it, Paul mentions it, the apostle John mentions it, the writer of Hebrews mentions it, Peter mentions it, James mentions it, uh, so almost every, I guess I didn't really check Jude, uh, but just about every author in the New Testament references uh, rewards. And so uh, it's clearly something that is, is pervasive, and yet it's overlooked. And I have a theory as to why I think uh, we tend to look at Scripture uh, through the lens of human wisdom, and humanly speaking... Uh, people think rewards are uh, selfish, they're a wrong motivation, something, you know, things along those lines. Well, in reality, what we're going to find out is that the prospect of rewards in the coming kingdom someday, when we leave this earth, uh, are a very legitimate uh, motivation for believers to serve the Lord faithfully and to live godly lives. Now, they're not the only motivation. In fact, in my book, Getting the Gospel Wrong, I have an appendix that lists, I can't remember how many, 20 to 30 uh, reasons for the believer to do good works according to Scripture, uh, and this is just one of them, but it is a, a proper motivation and a legitimate motivation. So um, as you think about the doctrine of eternal rewards, I, I, I'm struck by how God, the almighty creator of the universe, in his eternal wisdom put in place a system that really uh, caters to uh, our human nature, and I don't just mean our fallen nature, but uh, our, our, our nature in the image of God, because I want you to think about something. Back before the fall, even in the garden, God created man and made man with a desire to work, and a an obligation to work. He gave Adam a job in the garden of tending the garden and keeping Absolutely. it, and the animals, and so forth. So, a lot of times people think that work or labor is somehow negative, like it's a cross to bear, so to speak, or it's you know a product of the fall. But it's not. There is a clear biblical principle of work that is not uh, you know the product of sin. Now, after the fall, then of course we've got. Uh, painful labor and the sweat of our brow and those types of things Uh, but working is natural and so mankind made uh, god made mankind that way and indeed after uh this earth is no more and and time is no more and we enter the eternal state in the eternal kingdom of the long-awaited kingdom we're still going to be working we're going to be serving and reigning and uh, governing and those types of things so uh, we need to kind of dispel this notion, this myth that work is bad, you know, uh, right. there is joy in work, and we are, in fact, supposed to uh, enjoy what we do. Yeah. Now, I'm really blessed because I, I am one of those people that gets to do what I love for a living, you know, right. uh, I, I make my living Preaching the gospel and teaching the word of God, and traveling and meeting people, and just immersing myself in the scriptures, and that just I thrive in that role. But whether I would be, you know, uh, in a coal mine or uh, working in a in a labor factory or in an office building or you name it, it wouldn't matter. The biblical principle is we are to work as unto the Lord, and we should enjoy and, and find joy uh, in what we're doing. In this earthly life. Right. Uh, so, but now here's the, here's the issue. Here's how I say God is so amazing in his wisdom in terms of creating this concept of, re, of eternal rewards. Uh, and by the way, we are talking here about eternal rewards, rewards in the afterlife. Uh, obviously, scripture has a lot to say about blessing in this earth. Uh, James, for example, says that uh, those who are doers of the word and not hearers only will be blessed. And certainly, there is earthly bless. There are earthly blessings that come with living a godly life, walking by faith, and serving the Lord. But we're talking here about rewards in the life to come. So, if you think about a typical life, the way we are conditioned from early on is to earn things, right? So, as yes. a as a uh, young a toddler, we earn a treat when we go on the potty when we're potty training right uh as we get a little I bit older back
0: that far but i'm sure that's probably what happened well it was
1: a long time ago for you but
0: uh <laughs> it really um, was yeah
1: but as we get a little older we might earn an allowance for doing our chores right uh yeah, then we I, go to I do
0: remember that
1: <laughs> does pastor dick still give you an allowance
0: uh no no more allowance no uh, I was cheap then, and I'm cheap now.
1: <laughs> Cheaper the older you get, right? Okay. Uh, you know, we 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 start school and and we earn grades on our report card. We yeah. earn yeah. our diploma in high school so that we can graduate and go to college and earn a degree so that we right. can get out and get a job and earn a living and earn a wage, mm-hmm. right? In fact, it's just in, it's hardwired into who we are. This concept of earning. And that's, by the way, as a side note, that's one of the reasons why many people find it so hard to retire, because they're so used to their whole life earning something. The concept of waking up every day and not having something to do that that earns them something is difficult to comprehend. But here's the thing. The one thing we need more than anything else in life, which is forgiveness of sins and eternal salvation we can't earn. Yeah. Possible yeah, to earn. Right. Right. It's a free gift. It has to be received by faith as a free gift, paid for yeah. by the blood of Christ. Amen. And so that's our eternal salvation. It is absolutely a free gift by grace. But but then what is that? Where does that leave us with our natural inclination to wanting to earn things? Well, God is so wise that He He knowing that we have this natural unction to earn things. He created a system where, where that, uh, that need could be met, right? Where that itch right. could be scratched, so to speak. And so as we go through our earthly life, uh, we need to keep our mind set on things above and the life to come and recognize that the degree to which we are faithful here in this life will determine the, the, the amount, the nature, uh, and the quality of the rewards that we get in the life to come. So uh, there are several uh, passages that come to mind. Let's—I mentioned that, for example, Jesus talks a lot about eternal rewards. But let's uh, let's think of Revelation twenty-two twelve. That's a good place to start. Yeah. The end of the Bible, last book of the Bible. Jesus says, "Behold, I am coming quickly, meaning suddenly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone." according to his work now think about that obviously a lot of people read that and they hastily assume he's talking about heaven that i'm coming back to to establish the kingdom on earth or coming back to take you to heaven at the rapture whatever it might be but Mm -hmm. notice what he says my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work
0: work. so there could be some negative reward in there too
1: well uh, my point is that can't be talking about heaven or, or salvation because salvation is not something we earn by our works. Uh, right. The Bible says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Titus 3 5. Right. That's the theme verse for our ministry at Not by Works Ministries. Uh, or, you know, uh, Ephesians 2 8 and 9 for by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works. Not of works. So this reward that Jesus references here at the end of the Bible has to be something that is earned because it's based on our work and so jesus when he comes back uh to in the clouds and the church is caught up together to meet him in the clouds we are going to be rewarded at what the bible calls the bema judgment of christ the judgment seat of christ and uh so we see these passages like for example first corinthians chapter three where paul says and into chapter four by the way three and four first part of chapter four he says based on the counsels of our heart we're going to stand before the judgment seat and we're going to be evaluated and uh those acts that were done out of the faithfulness and purity of our heart with a sincere motive will be rewarded like gold silver and precious metals And those acts that were done out of selfish motives or for the wrong motives uh, will be burned up like wood, hay, and stubble. Uh, Paul says in Romans chapter 14, uh, verse 10, why do you judge your brother, brother? Why do you show contempt for your brother? For we must all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Uh, Each one of us shall give an account of himself uh, to uh, another. So, Uh, You know, Paul has the most uh, pervasive and detailed teaching about uh, the rewards and this judgment seat of Christ. It comes up a lot in his writings. One of my favorites is in Colossians chapter three, where he says, whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord, not to men. In other words, based on a pure motive. Uh, with the proper counsels of the heart, not for any, you know, selfish gain, right. but do it hardly out of the Lord. Listen, knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the reward of the inheritance, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, there this idea of rewards is so important because it gives us a reason. A lot of times we do things on earth that are, are thankless, right? We, yes. things that nobody will ever know.
0: Even. Yes. Okay.
1: You know, we, we show an act of kindness to the stranger and, uh, you know, we don't talk about it. We don't brag about it. We don't want anybody to know. We're just trying to be a good person, trying to follow the spirit's prompting. And, 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 and we get no recognition for that on earth, nor do we want it. But right. those acts done from a pure heart are uh, noticed by our Lord and he's going to reward us someday at the bama judgment and say, well done, good and faithful servant. Um, so, uh, you know, another one that comes to mind is John In John's uh, teaching is a uh, second John eight, when he says, look to yourselves, that we do not lose the things we worked for. So there, there again, that tells us he's talking here about eternal rewards, not about free gift of salvation by grace through faith but he says look to yourselves in other words be careful watch out make sure you don't lose the things we worked for but that we may receive a full
0: reward reward." yeah yeah
1: so i mean it's possible for us to you know uh, lose rewards and gain rewards and uh, you know sometimes we might do things out of a sincere heart but then later on, the flesh creeps in, and we find ourselves some, for some reason in the flesh wanting to brag about it. Well, the minute we've done that, as Jesus said, we've got our reward. That's it. You know? That's it. Uh, so we, we've forfeited the eternal reward at that, at that moment. So uh, I want to talk about uh, sort of you know, having just given you a quick survey of a few passages that talk about it. And believe me, there are many more. Um, let's look at how we can earn rewards Uh, there are several here let me see i've got a list of 20 uh, biblical uh, ways that you can earn rewards and remember eternal life is a free gift received by faith but eternal rewards are a wage that are earned by good works uh, as several of the passages we just looked at talk about But uh, one way that we can earn rewards is, according to James chapter 1, by enduring trials of all kinds. And I'm guessing that Pastor Dick talked about this verse uh, on, on his program on Saturday. Because James says, blessed is the man who endures temptation. The idea there is trials. It's perasmas is the Greek word. Uh, for when he is approved when he's passed the test so to speak he's going to receive the crown of life so uh, now again you don't have to pass any kind of a test to get eternal life you just have to receive the free gift you have to take possession of the free gift which you do by faith Uh, more than 160 times the new testament conditions eternal life on one thing faith That's the means by which we receive the gift. Uh, Just as in the physical realm, if someone offers you a physical gift, you use your physical hands to take possession of it, and it becomes yours. In the spiritual realm, uh, the Lord Jesus is offering eternal life, purchased with his own blood to anyone who will come, Uh, whosoever will, let him come drink of the water of life freely. And the way we receive it, since it's spiritual, is not with physical hands, but by the mechanism of faith. Mm -hmm. And when we place our faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who died and rose again to pay our personal penalty for sin, at that moment we pass from death to life, we're born again, we're declared righteous before a holy God, we're reconciled uh, with God, the wrath of God against us is fully satisfied, and we are part of the family of God. So eternal life is a free gift, but the rewards are earned. And so the crown that he's talking about here, when he says, when we've passed the test is, is one way to, to earn rewards. So the reason this teaching is so important in the Christian life is that the next time you face a difficult trial, right? How are you going to respond? Whether it's a little trial, like a flat tire, or a major trial, like a sickness or he- uh, loss of a loved one or financial crisis? Mm-hmm. Are you going to respond in faith, trusting the Lord and say, you know, Lord, I don't know how we're going to get out of this, but I'm trusting you for it. Well, that's passing the test. Yeah. and That's earning rewards for you uh, in heaven. Uh, what about the diligently seeking God? That's another way to earn rewards. Hebrews eleven six, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Mm-hmm. And in the context there in chapter 11, he's talking about all those men and women of faith from bygone days who may not have experienced the fullness of the promised land in their lifetime. But he right. says, listen, you'll get the kingdom someday. That's and right. what a reward that will be. And you'll have special positions in the kingdom. Remember, Jesus said, People will come from east and the west and sit down at the banqueting table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Matthew chapter eight. <laughs> yeah. So, are wow, you cool?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> are you diligently seeking the Lord? Right. That's a uh, option for uh, re- earning rewards. Uh, what about faithful pastoral work? First Peter five four yes. tells us that pastors, shepherds, uh, what the Bible calls elders or bishops, uh, same thing. Uh, if you're faithful in your work, you're going to receive a reward in the kingdom. Uh, A few weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, I can't remember now, we talked about 2 Timothy 4.8, Paul's last epistle, where we learned that longing for Christ's appearing is going to be rewarded
0: in the kingdom.
1: So uh, now I know what some of our listeners may be thinking at this point. It's hard to imagine an eternity where some people have more than others, well, I'm going to address that objection here before we're done today. So just hang on. Um, but the the reality is, the Scripture says certain people are going to have different positions of authority, different blessings in uh, the eschaton, in the in 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 the eternal uh, state, right? Yes. And So uh, you know that's why Jesus said, for example, in Luke 19 that those servants who are faithful in a, who are better stewards are going to be put in charge of more in the kingdom yeah. than those stewards who squander their stewardship on right. earth, right. First right. uh, Thessalonians 2:19 reminds us that uh, leading others to Christ is rewardable in yeah. eternity. Um, hospitality, Matthew chapter 10 verses 40 and 42. Uh, that's rewardable when you're hospitable to others you're laying up treasures in heaven you're you're earning rewards in heaven a lot of passages talk about general diligence in the christian walk uh, 1 corinthians 9 24 to 27 uh, paul says i don't i want to run the race in such a way that i don't get disqualified now you know a lot of People mistakenly see that word "disqualified" and they assume that he's thinking, "Oh, I'm, I'm going to lose my eternal salvation. I'm going to go to hell." No, no. But no, no. No, "disqualified" there means from the prize, right? Right. If you don't run the race properly, you're going to lose the prize. I, I've, I've mentioned uh, in other uh, teaching the illustration of Rosie Ruiz, the Boston Marathon winner, who turns out cheated and didn't yeah, run some yeah. 20 miles of it she stepped That's out right. took a car and jumped in at the end well <laughs> she didn't get the reward she didn't get the crown because That's she right. wasn't diligent she cheated yeah and in the same way as we live our christian lives if yeah. we're diligent if we're focused if we're walking in the spirit uh we're going to be rewarded uh it's the like passage- a relay
0: race isn't it jb it you know, you, if you you're, you're, you start out in first place and you, everything's going smooth and the third legs, you, you drop a baton. Yeah. And, and, and you lose time and you don't get that reward that you were expecting.
1: Yeah, that's right. And it's really sad, Curtis, when you think about it, you know, history is full of stories like that about Christian men and women who were so faithful for so long. And then for some reason near the end of their life, they they, you know, backslid and they they sort of abandoned the faith or, or fell by the wayside. And it, it's a, it's a, it's a real uh, cautionary tale to yes. the rest of us to oh, yes. keep on keeping on. Uh, yeah. And of course, the way we do that is by staying in the Word, uh, staying involved in a Bible teaching church and being in fellowshipping with other believers. You know, Proverbs right. says, a man who isolates himself rages all against all sound wisdom. And it's when we're alone that the devil can really wreak havoc. So uh, there are some safeguards that we can put in place to help make sure that we finish strong. You know, uh, remember what Paul said in his last epistle, I have finished the race. We just talked about that passage. Second Timothy four, I have fought the fight. You know, I finished strong. Um, you know, years ago when I was in full-time academics, I, Uh, was the director of baccalaureate programs at a bible college and we uh, had a program called the accelerated degree completion program and it was designed for adult learners who had uh, gone to college and maybe gotten halfway down the road towards a degree but life and pressures and whatever reason had dropped out and so they were sitting out there with you know 50 60 credits but no degree and we uh promote we had a program where they could come back we would give them credit for those 60 hours they would earn another 60 hours and get a 120 hour bachelor's degree and uh it was a large school we had a large budget and so we paid a marketing uh, team to come up with a way to market this what was called a degree completion program and uh, we put billboards up uh, on the interstate that said finish strong finish strong and we were appealing to their sense of you know hey once one somewhere along the journey i started pretty good i was excited i was a freshman in college i wanted to get a degree but something happened and i dropped out and boy it's not too late i may be 40 years old or 50 years old but i think i want to go back and finish my degree well that's kind of the attitude we need to have of the christian life you can't look back you know i mean think about the apostle paul in philippians 3 he he says look i think it's philippians 3 He says, "I don't look at the past, right? I'm pressing toward the future." And he certainly had a lot of things in his past, especially before he became a believer, that you know he was ashamed of, that were horrible, uh, sinful, uh, and he was a murderer of Christians, an enemy of the cross. But uh, he said, "I'm not going to let that derail me. I'm going to look forward, and I'm going to finish strong." Right. And you know, after. He came, he came to faith in 35 A.D. when he met Jesus on the road to Damascus two years after uh, the church had started, after the resurrection of Christ. And he died in, by all accounts, 67 A.D. So for 32 years, he faithfully served the Lord Amen. and he finished strong. And uh, that's a rewardable uh uh, Act so you know people some people die uh, as doubters you know john the baptist is an example he was a believer and he's in heaven today but he died in a lonely prison cell doubting whether jesus is really the son of god uh he's an example of one who fell by the wayside and that just means he didn't get a reward for finishing strong right uh, but he, he he never lost his salvation uh, Right so uh that's a big one i think is is this motivation to really finish strong Um, several others and i'll go quickly here because i know we're taking up a lot of time but uh again doing good works with the right motive we talked about that from colossians chapter three and first corinthians four Uh, benevolence toward the poor uh is a rewardable act in heaven Um, serving christ wholeheartedly john 12 by the way the benevolence i would point to Passages like Mark 10:21 and 1 Timothy 6, 17 to 19. Um, how about this? Confessing your faith before men.
0: Yeah.
1: Matthew 10, 32. Now, this is a big one because again, people yeah. completely take this passage out of context. But in Matthew 10:32, Jesus says, Whoever confesses me before men. Him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. Right. Whoever denies me before men, I will also deny him before my Father who is in heaven. Well, the Jesus is saying there that those who hold firm to their confession even in the face of uh, persecution are going to receive a special commendation in heaven. They're going to be the ones that Jesus brings into God's office and says, Father, this one. This one's really special. They, they had a gun to their head, and yet they still said, Jesus is my Lord. They didn't deny me. Amen. So people think when they read that, oh, wow, if, 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 if he's going to deny me in heaven, that means he's going to, I'm not going to get to heaven. No, it doesn't say that. It says, oh, if, if you don't confess me before men, and in the context, he's talking about persecution, because remember, he says, don't fear those who kill the body but can't kill the soul. Uh, he, he says, "I'm sending you out. Uh, when they persecute you, flee to another city." The whole passage in chapter, mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 10 is about persecution. Ooh, and right. so, in the context, he says, "Hey, if you confess me in those moments, if you stand firm, uh, I'm going to give you a special commendation before God the Father in heaven. Yeah. But yeah. if you don't, you know, uh, you won't. You won't receive yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we we need to think about that." You know, uh, I mean, I like to think that if, if I was faced with intense persecution, which we may all face in this, the way things are going, if the Lord doesn't yeah. come back soon, that I'll stand firm. But who knows? Who knows in a weak moment? Uh, thankfully, it doesn't impact my eternal destiny because my home in heaven is secure. Uh, Jesus said in John 10, 28, I give you eternal life and you shall never perish, period. End of discussion. But you might... Uh, lose out on a reward. You won't get that special commendation in heaven. Uh, So many others, and by the way, in our book, my book, What Lies Ahead, a biblical overview of the end times, I have a whole chapter on rewards, and I I have an appendix in there as well that talks about all of these different rewardable acts. But for the sake of time, let me just mention a few of the types of rewards uh, that will be doled out at the beam of judgment. We've already talked about crowns and Uh, pastor dick covered that in the previous episode Um, but what about uh, special positions of service in the kingdom
0: again you know we're gonna
1: we're not gonna be when when time shall be no more and the old earth is destroyed and we're all in heaven for eternity the new heavens and the new earth sometimes we get this picture like we're going to be kind of floating around in the clouds with wings singing kumbaya or something. But that's not the picture that the Bible paints of heaven. It's a new heaven and a new earth without sin. And so just like if we go back to the pre-fall garden, man had a job there and was working and doing things. We're going to be working and doing things in the new kingdom and in the eternal kingdom. And some people will have different positions of authority. Uh, another reward, as we've already mentioned, is praise from God um, yes. or intimate level of love from God, um, the whole commendation before God in heaven. Uh, there's also generic references to unspecified inheritances in, in the kingdom uh, and other special honors. And uh, so, you know, again, the, the purpose of all these rewards is just to fill that gap, bridge that gap between the free gift of eternal life and the natural inclination to earn things. And, uh, you know, it's a motivation for us as a child of God to follow the spirit and not follow uh, the flesh. Uh, Rewards, the doctrine of rewards helps us have an eternal perspective. It reminds us that life is not about the here and now. It's about the life to come. that, you know, our citizenship is in heaven, Philippians 3. Um, So, uh, you know, there are a few objections to this teaching, and again, I think it's based on uh, bringing your presuppositions to the text and not letting the Bible speak plainly. But, you know, first of all, some people mistakenly think that eternal rewards contradicts the, the... the teaching of salvation by faith alone as a free gift. Well, I've already addressed that, that there are two different things. Salvation is a free gift uh, that we receive by faith, paid for by the blood of Christ, but rewards are part of the sanctification process of a believer. Uh, They're not a free gift, they're earned. Some people say to me, well, the doctrine of eternal rewards promotes a selfish motivation. Uh, I mean, well, what do you mean by that? First of all, you know, you work for your pay, right? Is that selfish? Is everybody who has a job and gets a paycheck, are they selfish? Are they sinning? Of course not. It's possible to work and be thankful and and grateful for it and not selfish. Um, So if it's possible here on earth, then just imagine how much more possible it will be to have rewards in heaven where there is no sin and and we're all in, you know, sinless perfection. So uh, Hebrews 11, by the way, gives an extensive list of people who were motivated by the concept of rewards.
0: Absolutely. Amen.
1: Even Jesus himself, uh, uh, Hebrews tells us, uh, who's our ultimate example, right? Said for the joy that was set before him, endured the
0: cross. (laughs) So his
1: motivation was the reward on the other side. Amen. So, uh, so no, it's not selfish at all. Um, A lot of people think that all believers will be equally rewarded, uh, but that's clearly not uh, true. Um, You know, we Jesus tells us that in Luke nineteen. He's got the three servants. Uh, Mm -hmm. And they're each rewarded uh, differently based on how faithful they were while the King was gone before he came back to inaugurate the kingdom. Right. Um, And then I think I've touched on this, but some people think that somehow the the doctrine of rewards will lead to jealousy in heaven. But again, first of all, jealousy is a sin.
0: It is is in heaven. It's connected with envy and covetousness and, those
1: are sins. Yeah, those are all fruits of the flesh, yep. and the flesh is no longer a factor in heaven. This mortal puts on immortality. This corruption puts on in, this corruptible puts on incorruption, and uh, Paul said, "Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom." So, so there is no sin in heaven. So clearly that can't happen. But I want to address it from a more philosophical perspective too. Uh, you know, is it possible in this life, where we currently live now? Is it possible to see someone who has maybe more blessings than you and not be jealous? Well, of course it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we tend to be jealous. You know, our neighbor gets a new car or uh, friends of ours live in a big house. or so. Of course, we tend to be prone to jealousy. That's part of the flesh, and we need to keep that in check and walk in the Spirit. But at the same time, we know that sometimes we see others that have... Sp- you know, abundant blessings, something good's happening in their life. And we genuinely from a pure heart think praise the Lord, you yeah. know, oh yeah. Uh, this is kind of a silly e- example, but it, it, it illustrates the point. But, you know, I think most of our listeners know I'm a big Dallas Cowboys fan. And of course uh, they lost a, a, a game in the playoffs this weekend to the San Francisco 49ers. Well, and, perfect, uh, it's all
0: it's oh, yeah. perfect i know you're
1: yeah oh. it's <laughs> well it uh you know it's all in good fun it's kind of a nice <laughs> uh distraction and uh and, and so forth but uh, i've got a, a friend in our church who's a big 49ers fan and you know i was genuinely happy that you know kind of as a silver lining that even though my team lost which was a temporal disappointment uh you know, I knew he was rejoicing. He's excited. Yeah. It was a oh, joy. Yeah. It was a moment of joy for him. Sure. And uh, so certainly the point is certainly it's possible to have joy for others when they're blessed and not be oh, yeah. jealous.
0: Absolutely.
1: And, and if that's true here and now, then why do we have a problem conceptualizing the notion of degrees of rewards in heaven? Right. And without jealousy. Right,
0: right, right.
1: So, uh, another illustration I like to use is, you know, heaven of course will be a, a place of eternal bliss and joy for everyone. Right. But everyone is unique, and and we can't, I can't climb inside your heart and quantify the amount of joy that that you're experiencing, and you can't climb inside my heart and and quantify the amount of joy that i'm experiencing it, it's right. like if we went to a movie and after we see the movie we're walking back to our car and i say what'd you think and you say oh i thought it was great i really loved it what did you think and i say oh i loved it man it was great okay we both had a positive experience but mm-hmm. we don't really know and have no way to know who enjoyed it more right
0: right right
1: well the same thing's going to be true in heaven There are going to be those who have just incredible blessing and joy and others who have less joy you might say but it's going to be a positive experience for everyone but make no mistake there are degrees of reward uh in heaven uh, for sure so that's just you know i think it's an important teaching it's an important doctrine i encourage you to check out our book what lies ahead if you want to go to deeper study about it but I think the biggest takeaway is to remember that you you don't have to do anything to earn God's favor, uh, because if you've received the free gift of eternal life, then you are in Christ, you're a child of God, you're precious to Him, and that issue is settled, your position in Christ. Amen. But yeah. as a believer, as we abide this, our time on earth, uh, we do have... Uh, a legitimate motivation uh to serve the lord and that is to store up treasures in heaven to Amen. you know earn rewards at the bama judgment so that we will hear those those wonderful precious words well done,
0: well done.
1: good and faithful servant so uh think about this like you know our life on earth is just a speck on the timeline of eternity
0: Oh, yeah. it, it
1: doesn't even appear, really.
0: <laughs> uh, right.
1: So we tend to become so consumed, you know, with the here and the now mm-hmm. rather than, you know, the, the then and the there. I mean, it, it's really, it, it's, it's just amazing. Um, it, yeah. If we could ever get our hands around the concept of, you know, a heavenly perspective. And I'm thinking of, you know, Colossians 3 here. Uh, He says, since you were raised with Christ, meaning we've been born again in Christ by faith, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth.
0: That's right.
1: And so that's the real takeaway uh, for believers anyway, is to recognize that what you do now has eternal value. And, it, and we need to serve the Lord with a, uh, with a, a heavenly mindset.
0: Amen, amen. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> the, this is wonderful. And, and you know, it, it's a, a timely reminder, especially now. Uh, listen, if you're a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, and you know you're going to get reward, uh, then seeing that the time is short, before he comes back and all these things happen, get busy. We should be ever more mindful every minute of every day that we've still got things to do. We've still got more reward to earn. We can, and and he's faithful to do what he says he'll do. Amen. He will give that reward. Yeah. He, he really will. And uh, you know, I mean, that's so much. If, if he eternal fellowship with with god is not reward enough <laughs> then then you know uh then work at, do the extra and he'll give you the extra yeah um i i think where covetousness and jealousy you just mentioned yeah uh, they're probably there's not going to be any need for it we're all going to be so grateful that we have our eternal fellowship with god and he saved us from the pits of hell i mean mm-hmm. What more do you want?
1: Second <laughs> Corinthians, or let's see, First Corinthians, no, second maybe it's second Corinthians 9, 15. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. You know, that, that says it all. Though.
0: Amen. Yeah, Amen. Wow. Yeah. Wow, JB. Thank you. Can, can I can yeah. I just interject just before we close? No. Okay. Okay, yeah. Come on, Pastor. <laughs> At the beginning of this, you said you didn't know. Of, of, about Jude, if rewards were in Jude. And I, while he was talking about it, you, I looked at it just like look it did. up in the Bible. And, and uh, it does. Indirectly, this. he does. Indirectly, he wrote. Yes. But he, but he talks about woe unto them that have gone the way of Cain. Right. And ran greedily after the heir of Balaam for reward. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah you know, you got to run the race in the right <laughs> way,
1: folks. Yeah. Now I think
0: stay in the right uh, lane.
1: I that's a great that's a great point. But I think in the context there, uh, especially when you parallel it to Second Peter, he's talking about unbelievers.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's true. That that is absolutely true. So you got to be a believer. For, but I'm I was looking in Hebrews chapter eleven verse six where you're talking about uh, he's a rewarder. Isn't it interesting that that's right in the midst of what we call the faith chapter? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's all about yeah, faith. Amen. You yeah, know,
1: yeah. Jude does end, by the way, with that great doxology. Now, to him who was able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless,
0: present you faultless. Uh, of course, that's, I think,
1: positional there. He's talking about our uh, faultless position of perfect righteousness in Christ. But yeah, I mean, uh, I think if we if we look hard enough, I'm sure there's allusions in Jude to it. Uh, but clearly, the New Testament, from Matthew to Revelation, rewards are a constant. Absolutely, theme.
0: yeah. Amen. Well, JB, thank you again for a, a very uh, instructional and inspirational hour, because uh, the, uh, what what you just gave us was a very prescient reminder of what we should be doing. Uh, while we're still here and the time is coming uh, very quickly. I mean, so uh, it, it's shorter and shorter all the time, minute by minute, but you, I don't know about you, but I can, I can feel it every day. It's getting closer. And and I, my excitement level goes up when I think about it. Uh, I mean, how close are we? Are we right around the corner? Is it, it feels that way, and uh, it, it's an exciting time as well as, you know, sometimes a disappointing time uh, in a worldly sense, you know, to see what's going on, but but boy, so exciting to know that we're, he, he's coming back for his kids Amen. real, real soon, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So, JB, thank you for, for that reminder about uh, some of the rewards that we can earn. And, and that we should be busy about doing that yeah uh, there's nothing selfish about it nothing selfish about it uh, you, you you want the lord to reward you i, I want the lord to reward you I'm, I'm happy for my for my my dad the pastor here because i know that he was a faithful one and still is and he's going to receive some yeah. Yeah. Some pretty good reward there. If I could just hear the words, well done. Thou yeah, good that's and faithful, sir. That's the I, objective. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: Okay. Amen. So
0: listen, <laughs> uh, again, folks, let me remind you before we sign off. Uh, uh, thank you for being with us today. I hope you were greatly blessed by what you heard. I know I was. How could I uh, not be blessed? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and I want to remind you that, that you can be even more blessed by tuning in. And listening to JB's live stream from uh, Plum Creek Chapel in Sedalia, Colorado, Wednesday nights, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Be there. You're going to love what you hear each and every time. Uh, You you will be greatly blessed. So don't miss his live stream, Wednesday nights, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 9 and 10 a.m. Sunday mornings uh 9 and 10 a.m mountain time sunday mornings uh when he when they televise their morning services so uh don't miss either one you're gonna love them you're gonna love them yeah jb thanks again god bless you for being with us and, thank you, and, and, thank you. and, and, and making some time uh to uh to be here with us we we truly enjoy the fellowship and we're we're, we're so grateful for you brother Thank you very much.
1: Well, it's my honor and, and privilege for sure. So I agree with you, Maranatha.
0: <laughs> Maranatha for sure. Maranatha. Absolutely. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, another reminder be, before we sign off, be sure to be with us again this coming Saturday morning and, and Saturday evening, uh, Sunday, uh, Saturday morning with Pastor Dick. And uh, he's given me a little preview of what we're going to be talking about and I think the subject matter is going to be confidence. So with that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, turn in tune in Saturday morning uh, with us and, and we'll talk about the confidence that we have in what our what the Lord has promised us. So, uh, and that's an important subject matter also. And then Saturday night with Lucas Doremus on the book of Proverbs. So, Don't want to miss any of that stuff. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you again for being with us. And may God bless you richly. And until we meet again on Saturday morning, take care.